This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Previously on DD&D, our heroes accepted a task from the blustering Carmine Falstaff. Alan and Butthole engaged in a drinking contest that the half-elf wizard won, and Quinny stole a tooth from a drunk man's mouth. When they took to the road, Butthole was shot right in the back in an ambush. Can our heroes survive their first combat? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons! Roll for initiative, motherfuckers! I, I, I rolled a one. Oh, boy. I rolled a seven. I have eight. We're all doing great. <laughs> Why'd they fucking shoot me? <laughs> the moment I get hit, I lean forward and go, son of a bitch, this was going so well. <laughs> and where did it come from? Which way was his back facing? I was facing towards where they were talking, so. Oh, God yeah. damn it. Well, we knew this speaking, would happen. I made a mistake. Speak, yeah, speaking is Ryan. Attack. Bad call. Bad call <laughs> hey. on, they're all on one side. I'm new here. I, I'm not saying, she just I've, left the temple. I've literally I, never been into combat, I never said, been into the world before. I said speaking as Ryan. <laughs> and I, as Alan, took it, it very personally. And you shouldn't be able to hear it as Alan. That's the and important thing. I, as Laura, thing. took it very personally. So, uh, Butthole, you've just been struck by an arrow to the back out of nowhere. Um, however, as that happens, Quinny, you've reached the goblin you were going for. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to attack him. Great. So, uh, roll me an attack, please. Oh, yeah. Thank God I can roll twice. That was a two. Motherfucker, that was a two also. <laughs> this is going great. So I'm doing I'm doing seven. Right as your dagger comes down at the goblin's back, mm-hmm. you suddenly see a butthole take an arrow to the back and yeah. scream and throws you just off your game enough that you kind of like punch the goblin across the back instead okay. of stabbing him. And to, the goblin, to be clear, I'm screaming in fury, not pain. That's, no, no, that's I got it. Thing. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the goblin's kind of muttering, what the fuck? Uh, and we slip into um, combat initiative. Uh, so each round, we'll work our way through the initiative order. Um, you can do things like delay your action if you want. So top of the round, uh, we have butthole. You've just been shot in the back. What do you do? I'm going to turn around uh, and dash towards that side where I think the the person is and try Get to out of the spot clearing. them. I got, I got my Warhammer in hand, so, I mean, if they're close, I'm going to f- fuck them up. Do you have a shield or is it just I have a shield and a Warhammer. Cool. I'm carrying it single-handed right now. A Warhammer is versatile, I discovered, <laughs> which means you can use it with one or two hands. Cool. Uh, so you crash into the brush. Uh, you see one goblin with a bow that has clearly just fired who's reaching for another arrow uh, and another one with a spear who kind of, like, steps in front of his friend. What do you do? I will cast sacred flame on the arrow one. So I'm going around the guard and using the power of moon hammer. I, I look up and hold my hammer aloft. Please tell me you shoot like a blue angel or something. 
I then fart, <laughs> and the fart comes out of my butt and swoops past the hammer, which sparks it into God blue damn. flame uh, that that hurls down. So I'm going to use. I'm from now on going to call it blue flame, uh, and I blue flame uh, the arrow one who thinks they can hide from the power of Moonhammer, <laughs> and I yell, "Eat this, fucker!" Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the famed battle cry. <laughs> Great. So uh, talk me through Sacred Flame. Sacred Flame, which is Blue Flame for me, uh, sacred to the god S. Moonhammer. Uh, it is a flame-like radiance descends on a creature within range that you can see within 60 feet, uh, and they have to take a dexterity saving throw or receive 1d8 radiant damage. They benefit from no cover during that. The flame comes with the goblin. He kind of uh, shrieks. He throws himself to the side, and you barely miss him. But you're now uh, standing there locked in combat, locked in eyes, and you feel like... You know, you were close. I'm hey, I'm happy. I got my shield between them and me. This is already an upgrade. Oh, and I'll yell over my shoulder. There's two over here, and I'm by myself. <laughs> but I yell it bravely and in fury, not in cowardly. Quinny, uh, you've just punched a goblin in the back, um, mm-hmm. but uh, you're a nimble fellow, so you're ready to rock and roll again. All what right. do you do? Has his friend noticed this yet? Oh uh, yeah, they're both like the fuck. Ah uh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's just do short sword straight in the face. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Plus five, 21. You're going at the the goblin you just attacked or the other one? Yeah, yeah, the one I just attacked. The one I punched in the back of the head. So you punch him in the back of the head. He's like, ah, the fuck? And he turns around and you just fucking stab the face out of that goblin. Uh, Roll your damage. Two plus three, so five. Uh, He turns around like, what the fuck? And as he says that, his mouth is nice and wide. Mm. So you jam the sword right through. It scores through his cheek, comes out the other side of his face. And he opens his eyes in terror. Okay. Um, and blood gushes from his his torn mouth. As a bonus action, can I take out the gold tooth from Bob and look to his friend and be like, I'm collecting teeth today. <laughs> yes. Cool. Okay. Generally speaking, if it's something like that, you can always do All it. All right. I just want to intimidate the fuck out of him. That brings us to uh, the first set of goblins. So the goblin uh, with the spear next to the one you stab mm-hmm. looks at the tooth, looks at you, looks at his friend, screams, fuck! Uh, and turns and starts running. Oh, thank God. (laughs) So the goblin is running away from the cart. The other goblin, though, is still kind of impaled on on your sword, Mm. but he's close enough to you to uh, try and stab the arrow into your eye. So he's going to take an attack against you. So uh, in this case, the goblin ruled rather poorly. He attempts to stab you in the eye with a dagger, but uh, as a nimble halfling who has him gently impaled on a sword, you manage to just... Duck your head out of the way. Sweet. Meanwhile, across the road, um, giant blue flame just attacked two goblins. Uh, that's pretty terrifying. The one with the bow says, protect me, and kicks the other guy at you. Um, <laughs> so Okay, secretly in my head, I mean, I'm still ready to fight them, but I sort of think they're funny. <laughs> <laughs> the the one with the spear stumbles at you, and it's, it's very much like an accidental charge. He's an accidental hero today. So he comes running, stumbling at you uh, with his spear held out in front of him. And he manages to hit you squarely. You get the sense that largely that's because of the momentum of his friend's boot. He will deal you four points of damage. Cool. And you look he looks about as surprised about that as you are. Which brings us down to Alan. So, Alan, currently um, you're seeing one goblin kind of take off through the brush. All right. So I got to take care of this goblin who's running away. Because I, I really want to know why they're, you know, wearing this armor, and I'm very concerned about about our dwarven friends. So um, I cast acid splash mm. at him, 
Um, we need him alive. So. <laughs> I cast acid splash. <laughs> She's been in a temple for a long time. So, um, yeah, target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take 1d6 acid damage. <laughs> he fails badly. I saw on those both over sides. over the cover. Like those were yeah, bad. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was that was some heroic things. So uh, roll your damage. So one four. Uh, so he uh, he screams and stumbles as uh, an acid bubble bursts onto him. Nice. So you see him kind of like going like ah! right, cool. bring us back to the top of the round. So butthole, there's a, a man with a spear right in front, directly of in front of you. I'm going to grab the goblin right in front of me by the throat to use him as a shield against the arrow guy. And with my other hand, I'm going to press it to my chest and cure my wounds magically. Great. Uh, So you're going to drop the hammer to do that? I'm going to touch myself with the hammer (laughs) to cure my wounds because that is a sacred instrument. Great. Um, I will will have to drop my shield to grab him by the throat, but... He seems like a better shield than my shield. I so. need a shield. Drops shield, picks up goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of the shield as being sort of strapped. Oh, okay, so cool. So you can let it hang. It means it won't provide you any protection. But, Great, uh, I'll, I'll let it hang and grab him by the throat. So the way grabbing someone works is uh, you have to make a grapple check. Great. So roll me a strength, uh, strength check, please. Natural 20. Natural 20. So the goblin standing there looks up at you. You just reach out. You grab him by the throat, hoist him up. His little legs are kicking desperately. And yes, you touch yourself and uh, provide some healing. Cure wounds heals 1d8 plus my spellcasting ability modifier plus six. <sighs> so so I need my let d8. You have that. <laughs> Five plus six, which means I'm back to full health at 10 from one. Oh, yeah. Well and done. I look the little goblin I'm holding by the throat right in the <laughs> eye with my glowing red eyes and my booming, thaumaturgically empowered voice. And I just say, you thought you could kill a servant of Moonhammer? And he screams, I have a dog who will feed it if you kill me. Should have thought of that first. <laughs> <laughs> Quinny, you're up. How's this goblin doing in front of me? Well, I mean, he's he's pretty he's pretty bloody. You get the sense he's uh, he's on death's door. Um, he looks like he's committed to fight. He thinks, you know. Okay, I better finish this guy off then. Sword to the face. So <laughs> <laughs> like Quinny says his attacks. Yeah, it's eleven. Do you want to kill this guy or do you want to drop? Him I want to knock him out. So you cold cock him across the face, but this goblin has a remarkable amount of uh, of gusto, and you get the sense he didn't cause any damage. Oh, okay. And he's like, I will stab you to death with this arrow, you son of a bitch. Jesus. You giant son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> The fact that he can say that with a flappy cheek. But admittedly, he's calling you a giant son of a bitch. So for Quinny, that must feel pretty great. This is weird. Which brings us to uh, brings us to him. So he, uh, as a free action, he says, I hear you're collecting these. And he spits a tooth in your face. <laughs> and then he tries to stab you with his arrow. And he fails horribly. It seems like, uh, you know, he's, he's using up the last of his abilities <laughs> in screaming at you rather than uh, doing effective combat. The other one who's running away um, is covered in acid. Um, <laughs> That's our captive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, take it alive. He he starts just screaming to the heavens like, "There's a wizard! Why is there always a wizard?" Bring him in alive or alive. <laughs> All right, I'm throwing acid on him. <laughs> it's the only thing I had that could hit him. Uh, it's amazing. I love it. He takes off at a proper sprint, uh, but as you see, as he runs, he's like trying to get the acid off him, and like he's basically like shedding pieces of skin and clothes oh as he goes. God. He he disappears. What into have I done? 
<laughs> this would be fine if you were like, I throw acid at him. But you were like, we need one of these guys alive. I throw acid. <laughs> Which makes it so great. Quinny must be so confused. I mean, for me, I don't know what the fuck's going on over there. Uh, just to be clear, a lot of these spells I've never really practiced against a living thing before. Yeah, so it's a very I'm... academic wizarding uh, she's, background. She's, she's read a lot of books but has never seen acid touch a person. <laughs> That's so true. I thought it was just like they melt like snowmen. They, like had, just... they had gloves for that. Like, come on. <laughs> I saw him wearing gloves. He should have been fine. <laughs> it would have just made him slick. <laughs> so uh, that brings us to um, the ones uh, facing you. <laughs> yeah, the other half of the war I'm fighting alone. <laughs> the one the one who's... Uh, Secretly in my head, I'm going, where the fuck are they? I'm working on this, the okay? The one who's being choked by you is like kicking and, and desperately trying to scrabble free. He tries, but fails horribly because he's a tiny goblin being held up by the throat and you're like a gargantuan monster of a, of a thing. So um, he spends his turn just desperately struggling to try and get away and telling you about his dog. <laughs> his friend behind him. Does he say his dog's name? His his name is Goblin Jr. You're fucking sick. <laughs> You're going to kill this guy. And he's like, please, I have a dog. He's like, tell me the dog's name before I kill I just, you. No, I wasn't asking that question. I just wanted to know if he'd yelled it. Yes, okay. well, he's like, because I mean, people told me not to name him after our own species because that was dumb. But I thought he looked like a goblin who was small. So I named him Goblin Jr. I love the idea that he's been like trained for these situations. Like tell your attacker more personal details about you and they're less really likely to hurt you. Really yourself to your attacker. Yeah, they, they had like a, a basic self-defense class yeah. and mainly it was just begging. If your attacker is neutral good, you might you might make it out of this. <laughs> so uh, the, the goblin behind him uh, stringing up his bow is like, yeah, yeah, keep him talking. Keep him talking. Uh, and he looses an arrow. Unfortunately, he hits his friend goblin in the <laughs> back. Shields. So the, the goblin's like, please, his name is Goblin Jr. He does lots of tricks. I've taught him many things. He would love to meet you some And then an arrow sticks out of his eye and gradually you see the light in his eyes fade out. And I just look at him, I'm like, man, that one wasn't on me. <laughs> <laughs> the goblin behind him's like, fuck, now I have to take care of Goblin Jr. when I get home. Uh, so that's their turn. Alan, would you like to disfigure anyone else today? <laughs> <laughs> She's going to save Quinny. She throws acid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I am actually a little bit concerned about Quinny. It's taken a long time to take this goblin out. So I run, take my quarterstaff in both hands, and try to bludgeon him over the head. Deal. Uh, so roll an attack, please. So I got 12. So you run up and you you try and smack him across the back of the head. Um, the goblin's really squirmy as he's kind of like trying to fight and stab. However, you do get the sense that because you're now flanking the goblin that you may have just given an advantage to our buddy oh, Quinny over here. Okay. Which brings us to the top of the round. Uh, butthole, you're holding a dead goblin by the throat. You feel much healthier now. Yeah, I'm feeling good, man. So I drop the goblin oh. and then I turn to the other goblin and I stare at him and I say... Let's have a conversation about Goblin Jr., you son of a bitch. <laughs> and then I charge at him, and I yell, in the name of Moonhammer, and I swing my Warhammer, but I'm hitting him with the pummel. I want to knock this fucker out. Good. <laughs> Fuck me, four. Uh, <laughs> so you run at him, you try and hit him with the pommel. As you do it, though, you kind of like trip over the spear that the Goblin was carrying. It's kind of a bad bad maneuver, and uh, the Bone Arrow Goblin sort of like steps to the side and, He's like, you're not fit to say Goblin Jr.'s name. Uh, which brings us to Quinny. I'm, let's try and finish this guy off Great. with a short sword. 12, sweet. And 5, so 17. So you managed to hit. Roll your damage. Uh, I roll 2d6 on advantage with sneak attack. 
Oh, nice. Eight. So nice. Alan comes running yeah. in, swings the quarterstaff. The goblin dodges. Um, as he does, you just kind of grab the side of his head, carry the momentum, and smash him against a tree. Cool. And this knocks him out? And he's out. I want to cross the road and help out uh, Butthole. Okay, yeah. So I, you just, can uh, use I just your... said I want to help out Butthole. Yeah, <laughs> as you do. Yeah, you can start. Yeah, I just like as soon as he drops, I, I book it out. Sword. So I'm going to say kind of like making your way through the thicket, you kind of get to the horses. So you, okay. can, you can see... Sort of in the brush on the edge of the woods on the other side, um, them fighting. But uh, here, <laughs> you can hear several you. yells, including the words "Goblin Junior." <laughs> okay, so uh, the Goblin Bowman, similar to the guy you just fought, he can't really shoot you at that range, so he just takes an arrow and tries to jam it in your eye. Take your best shot. I got a shield again, bitch. <laughs> you know he stabs at you. Uh, he misses. Uh, he kind of gets like tangled in your beard a little bit. He like pulls it back out. It's really frustrating. Yeah, for guys, him. I have a sick beard. Tom knows. Oh, yeah. I didn't say that earlier. Okay. It's sick and it's bright red. <laughs> I'm also bald. <laughs> Is that how, you, how he describes himself in character? It's shaved, shaved clean, uh-huh. top of the head, bushy beard. <laughs> I actually noted my character sheet. It says hair. And it says bald, and then in parentheses, <laughs> red. <laughs> So he he feels like this is going pretty badly, but he's also really angry about having to take care of this dog that he doesn't like. Yep. So he's gonna he's just gonna stick around, which brings us to Alan. The goblin is uh, is unconscious and bleeding at your feet, mm-hmm. uh, and you can hear shouts of Goblin Junior across the road. Can I pick up the goblin and, and carry and yeah. carry him? I don't need to do a strength check. No, can no. I? Yes, I just figured I'm so weak. <laughs> <laughs> it's uncomfortable, but yeah, you sort of fireman carry. Okay, so I I pick him up and I and I also start walking in the direction. Great. As fast as I can. Uh, top of the round, butthole. Great. So I'm just going to take a, a big old swing at this goblin who's right there. And I just yell, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not a deep thinker when he's in combat. It's just it happens. It's 20. For 20. Nice. Critical hit. So, and uh, I'm, I'm uh, to be clear, I'm pommeling again. I don't actually want to kill this yep. guy. I need to take one alive. You smack him squarely. Uh, fuck you. Bam. And he just like... There's just a brief second of him kind of staring at you, and then he just falls forward at your feet. Nice. And I swing one leg over, and I just stand straddling him, and I hold my warhammer aloft, and I just yell, For Moonhammer! In celebration. And my eyes flash super bright for a second, (laughs) and then they go out, and I'm back to being me, human, and I'm standing there like, Fuck yeah, this beard saved my life. Are are we out of combat? Great, yes, you are now out of combat. All right. I yell up, Is that guy unconscious? Oh, yeah. Okay. I look back and I'm like, Alan, you can melt the other one now. <laughs> Do I have to? I mean, it just seems like you like doing it. So, so I'll, I'll pick up my goblin and sling him over my shoulder and walk out into the street. And I'll be like, how'd you guys do? I got a goblin. We, we, we knocked one out. One ran away. Uh, I don't know if he's going to make it, though. Yeah, no. We can follow the pieces of him that he's leaving behind. <laughs> okay. Track him down. Here's our problem. Moonhammer knows... That when there's one goblin, there's sort of like cockroaches. There's a lot of goblins. We, I, I got mine. He's fine. Jesus, what did you guys do to yours? Uh, I kind of really scared the guy who ran away. <laughs> and then we only reinforced that by melting his spine. Okay. I don't know if he's going to be. Uh, what, 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 is he dead or is he alive? Because if he gets back to the camp, we could have a whole bunch of goblins here in two seconds. Look, I don't know. He took off. He was, he was literally falling apart. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to pray on it, and we'll know. Let's see <laughs> Let's see what Moonhammer thinks. Moonhammer says he's dead. <laughs> For the record, I just chose a dice, because sometimes this cleric just prays on things and trusts the gods. One to three, dead. Four to six, alive, and we had to chase him. So he's dead. So I'm, I am flawlessly confident after my short prayer that that one is dead. Okay. We, we need to find out what's going on, right? Because that's Grunder's 
Yeah. Symbol. So um, a quick inspection of the uh, the two saddlebags shows that they've been looted, but there is no sign of Sildar or uh, Grundon. So I tie up my goblin. Mm. I got I got rope, so yeah, yeah. I, I tie him up. Too. I tie him up pretty good, and I sit him down next to the uh, the cart, like leaning against one of the wheels. <laughs> I, I lean over to Alan, and I'm like, "Why don't you take yours somewhere else? We can both ask him questions." And then when we meet up, we'll know if their stories match. <laughs> so a cursory check uh, does seem, you do feel confident that you could track the little bits of this goblin that have fallen off, cool. um, at least for a ways. Excellent tactic, um, Alan. And also, uh, you'll get the sense that they've been staging ambushes here for a while. And I take some, like a water skin out of the cart and I just dump it on his stupid goblin face. Uh, all right. So uh, you've tied him up. You've woken him up. The goblin wakes up and like, huh, where, where, what? Oh, fuck you again. Listen, you're pretty cocky for a guy who just shot his best friend in the face. So. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He was hardly a best friend. He wouldn't help me move or anything. I cast thaumaturgy. My eyes now glow bright red, and my voice is three times as loud, and I yell, Shut up! I'm asking questions! The goblin seems pretty impressed by that. There's a small puddle of impressed coming out from uh, between his legs. Uh, I, I fart dramatically, and it smells really bad. Uh, and and he's j- I wafted at him. Ugh, you people are monsters. Tell me where Goblin Jr. is. Uh, so can you roll me an intimidation check, please? 18. So uh, the Goblin's uh, resolve, steely resolve, starts to, starts to you know, tremble and quiver a bit. He's like, oh, okay, okay, fuck, I'm sorry, man, I'm sorry, okay. Uh, look, we... Uh, there's a cave nearby. That's that's where we all hang out, and that's you know we we attack people. You know sometimes we kill them, and sometimes we just steal them. It's it's uh, we just it's what Clark wants, and what Clark wants we do. So Goblin Junior is with Clark. Um, Clark tends to kick dogs a lot, so I don't think Goblin Junior is going to do too well. But you know what? Uh, you know Lee Dork should have taken better care of him, and maybe shouldn't have come on this raiding party if he was so concerned about his fucking dog. That's the guy I shot. Cleet okay, en- enough of that. Uh, Follow up question. How many goblins are in this cave? Fucking, I don't know, man. I've been in the woods for days. Guess you've been there before. Not, I don't know at all. You okay, know his well, name. Fine, fine, fuck. There's like, I don't know, there's a few. There's a few, like six maybe. I don't know. What's, what's the over-under on this? <laughs> Look, man, it's not like we have some kind of, you know, communal book where all our faces are with a number of friends that we can just count and tell you conveniently. That's witchcraft. Two, two more questions, uh, and then... And then we'll kill you. <laughs> no, well, we'll sort that out later. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs, and it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot.
Ah, so it's power you seek, is it? Well, I, Xanthus of Dum Dums and Dice, am more than happy to provide you with a little bit of that, and it won't cost you anything, unlike that accursed Dum Dums and Dice Patreon. I mean, over there, sure, you can give a dollar to join a Patreon-only Discord and talk to other fans of the shows. You can get ad-free feeds. You can even create names or even an NPC that shows up in the shows. You can even get your name in the closing credits, and all it will cost you is a bit of your, um mortal money. Of course, you could instead make a deal with me, and I could give you power the likes of which you could never even dream of. And of course, the cost is somewhat higher than a few of your mortal dollars, but after all, who doesn't enjoy a good deal? Well, if you do decide that you would rather spend human money than engage in the dark arts with me, you can of course go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, or we could make a deal. Uh, question one, there's a dwarf and... Uh, I think it was human. Silder was human. It was a, a dwarf and a human in shitty armor. Uh, the dwarf probably didn't shut up. Uh, you caught them. He had really cool boots. Oh, cool boots guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Are they yeah, alive or did you kill fuckers. them? Uh, they, they were alive when I saw them last. In the cave? Or at least a human was. Yeah, I, don't know. I think he's still there. I mean, I, I, think, uh, I think they're having some fun with him. Super. That's not creepy all at right. all. Um, and last question, Clark. Just tell, tell, me, tell me more about this Clark guy. Oh, fuck. Well... Any weaknesses? <laughs> Any mortal weaknesses or allergies? Well, so listen. To we, quote Assassin's Creed, is there an opportunity for a unique <laughs> kill? <laughs> Clark's our boss. We kind of drew the short straw with him. I mean, you know, it's not like we got to, it's not like we got to, you know, work for the big guy or anything. But uh, anyway, he's uh, he's kind of running things. He's um, he's one of those uh, those big furry furry guys. You know, they're they're, they're like your size. But uh, but kind of scarier uh, bugbears. Yeah, that's he's one of them. He's one of those smelly bugbear type guys. Um, and yeah, he uh, he's kind of an asshole. To be honest, he's he's a bit of an asshole, and he's uh, he's the one who takes care of the hideout. Um, and I, I say, excellent, great answering your questions. I think we're done here. What's the opposite of lights in? Uh, uh, lights out. Bam! <laughs> I hit him in the face uh, with the with the pummel of my warhammer again. You shatter his goblin nose. Uh, great. Did, did I knock him out? Because that was my goal. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's down. He's tied up. So I'm going to go try to find Alan and see what she learned and what Quinny learned. So I'll go wait by the... Cool. So you guys were going to good cop, bad cop. You're your guy. What are you uh, What are you doing with him? Well, first of all, you want to do good cop? You want to do bad cop? I kind of want to do bad cop. I think you're pretty good at bad cop from what I've seen. <laughs> her, her good cop would be a disaster. Now, me and this guy hey, do have I a bit of a history. You. Acid. Uh, since I cut his mouth open and said I'm collecting <laughs> teeth. But we'll see how I... <laughs> We'll see how I do with good cop. You guys are going to do bad cop, bad right. cop. I pull one of the like the salted, uh, the cured meats from from the cart, wave it under his nose to kind of get him, get him awake. Hey, hey, buddy. I'm just hey. I'm standing back about five feet or so, just playing with my ring. How 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 you feeling? He spits out blood. You oh, get the yeah. sense he's, like, oh, Jesus. he's gradually bleeding to death. Okay. Uh, here, have some, I, I give him some. Of the meat to, to chew on, and hopefully kind of stop up. It tastes like blood. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of wish I hadn't spat that tooth at you. It would have been real useful right now. Hey, hey, it's okay. You got. I think. I hope you've got other teeth. Uh, I have uh, a few. Thanks. Look, um, real sorry about that nasty business in the thicket before. 
I don't know what came over me. No, we probably shouldn't have you know, tried to kill you. Yeah. Well, it's really hey, scary. We thought you guys were bandits. Yeah. You're going to rob us now? Well, no. No, not necessarily. Wait, so you're not bandits? No. We were we... going to let you go if you were just bandits. Oh, really? Hindsight is twenty twenty. I guess. Am I right? <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. Look, look, buddy. He's what, a dungeon what's your name? master. <laughs> my, my name's Clagdork. Hey, Clagdork. My, hey. Name's, <laughs> my name's Quinny. Hi, Quinny. It's a nice name. Yeah. Do yeah, all halflings you. have nice names? I think so. Just okay. for the podcasters at home, this is a hobbit interrogating a heavily injured goblin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, buddy. Uh, me and my friends here, we want to we wanna formally apologize to you and your family. No, my family's dead. Don't worry about them. Whoever you associate with on a regular basis. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks. Yeah. We just want to, you know, like, I feel bad. Okay. So I want, where can I go to do that? Well, I mean... The underworld, I guess, if you want to thank my family. I don't know. No, no, like in like in a more like material plane kind Wait, of thing. Are you guys just gonna kill me? Like is this like a like that's, a... that's kind of up to you, buddy. <laughs> what answer do you want to not kill me? Because the, that... the truth. The truth would probably be best. Okay, well what do you want to know? I wanna know where your clan of, of goblin friends are. Oh, Maybe shit. you know, like did you did you take our dwarf and our human friend? Oh you yeah, yeah, we took a dwarf and a I think it was like a, a dwarf and a tall dwarf. Yeah. Anyone over three feet all looks the same. Uh, right? Yeah. Right? No one right? gets that. Amen, brother. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, all man. Right. We are bonding. Uh. <laughs> Speaking of bonding, can you bond this giant cut on my face to a bandage? Well, maybe? hey, come on. Uh, priorities here. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. <laughs> this is very pressing. We need to find where this cave is. So if you tell us, then, you know, I'll be able to, to maybe right. patch oh, you okay, up a okay. bit. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So you go, you go down the trail, and he just kind of like describes roughly where to go. The the, the we, we took the the dwarf, not the tall dwarf. The tall dwarfs at the cave. Um, yeah. I, I think uh, you know. I think Clark's having some fun with them or something. I don't. I never, never never understood that. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Clark's a weird guy. I'm sorry. I'm just. I've lost a lot of blood and teeth today. You're so close. Just tell us where we need to go for that cave. And well yeah. So you go you know down the path a ways. Uh, you're gonna want to watch out though because we set up like a pit trap and, and a couple of things. So he kind of like tells you where those are. Okay. But yeah, we, the, we delivered the dwarf to to King Grohl. Uh, as we were told to do, King Grohl. But he's—you don't want to fuck with him, man. He's—he's—he's he's, he's scary. He's scarier than, than than like that guy on the street who was all like farty and magic. Scary, also, right? I thought I saw like was there did someone throw acid at someone? I, I thought I smelled burning goblin. Yeah, that's my friend over my shoulder here. Um, oh fuck! She's been instructed to step in if you don't cooperate with me. So I immediately conjure mage hand. Oh no! And uh, and throw it basically at this goblin's throat. And say, if you don't tell us the truth, the whole truth, and not these lies that you've been spouting at my friend Quinny. I was really expecting nothing but the truth. <laughs> you're going to end up just like your friend, your acid splashed friend. Oh my God. Your people are monsters. I, I've got a running theory that Alan is a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> it's working for me. I'm loving Alan. Look, okay, fuck. What else you want to know? Like, I can't. Okay, like... Uh, Any guard posts or anything? Yeah, there's there's two. We have a little guard post right at the mouth of the cave that we mm -hmm. use to ambush people, and they try and steal our shit. Any back doors? No. No? No, but, you know, when, when we need to, you know, go to the bathroom and stuff, we use this path, I guess you could go up that way, and, you know, you could probably get the jump on the, the guards. So, hey, thank you so much for all that info. Um, I don't have a bandage or any medical supplies. You could so. even just a piece of your shirt would be fine. No, I'm, got, like, I'm wearing bag. that. So like any, uh, I'm already, I'm already walking away. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, Mick, I love him. 
I'll take uh, the the I guess probably like the paper that the meat was wrapped in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just give that to him to kind of put against his cheek. Uh, so you go over uh, and hand it to him, but he's non-responsive. You check his eyes, and it seems that uh, as he walked away, he finally oh. did, in fact, bleed to death. Oh, oh. good. I, I wrapped the leftover meat up in the clean paper. So glad we didn't waste this <laughs> and put it back in the cart. So seeing them return from their separate section, I walk over and I'm like, hey, guys, how did it go? Really, really well. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how about your guy? Okay, here's here's what I learned. Hmm. Dwarf and human, still alive. Mm-hmm. My goblin's still alive. Uh, and they have a cave. Yeah. I forgot to ask where the cave was or how to get there. We, we got that. Really? Yeah. Also, any kind of traps that are along the way. Also, guards positioned uh, outside the cave. Uh, also, a couple names. Uh, Clark, King Grawl. Oh, Clark, I know about. Clark is the boss, uh, a goblin, and he's mean. Yeah, yeah. I was intimidating. She was intimidating as fuck, dude. Nice. <laughs> well, I mean, you murdered him, so that's scary. Oh, also, Clark is a bugbear, uh, which is like a werebear, ogre, human-sized... Uh, it's a bear thing. Okay. Here's our question. Can we bring our cart to the cave from what you guys learned? We're at the end of day two end here? End of day two, yeah. And it's how long of a ride? Ta- uh, two and the guests would take you yeah, about two and a half. Yeah, but we're not getting paid on delivery unless we bring right, Gundarn and... Do you think our stuff is safer in a town before we go back out and fetch the guys? They could think- kill them in two days. My guy said they were playing with them. I don't well, that think, doesn't sound good. Uh, they're not playing like flag football. I don't think that's what they mean. <laughs> All right, take the cart as close as we can and then we'll off-road. Yeah, we better find a place to hide it. Okay. Cool. So, um, so you I'm going to bring along my unconscious goblin. <clears throat> okay, great. You're what? Uh, the unconscious goblin that oh, I still have. Okay. I mean, I didn't murder mine, so that's why uh, I still have him to worry about. Self-defense. Not when they're captives. I don't know. We could have broken out. I think, yeah, I think you're right. Did he break out? He didn't break out. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> so you take the cart further uh, down along the path. Uh, because the goblin gave you a lot of information about kind of what's going on, mm-hmm. you're able to very easily find a place, uh, perhaps where the goblins would prep and prepare, that you're able to kind of like pull the wagon off hide it. Um, you can tie up the oxen so they're just kind of hanging out. Um, but you're confident leaving it there. It seems like a good parking spot. And you make your way along the goblin trail. I was say, is anybody really good at persuasion? No. You try and talk this goblin into guard duty? Yeah. <laughs> we got a goblin. It's that or we murder him and I'm not really crazy about random goblin murder. Okay, I got this. I got this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go wake up my goblin. So I take another oh, man. water skin and I dump it on his stupid goblin face. Uh, l- l- lights out! Lights out! Like, nope, that's nope. the opposite of lights. Lights, lights in, right? Perfect. Yeah, let's wow, pick up where, where we left am off. I? What? So here's the deal. This sounds really threatening, and that's not really where I was intending to go with this. But you got two options. Okay. I can untie you. Yeah. And you can guard this cart. Oh, what's option B? We murder you. Why? <laughs> What? Because I can't really leave you here tied up or you could get away or you could make noise. You could do a lot of bad stuff. Also, when we come back, what are we going to do? It's exactly the same thing. I got to trust you or I got to, I got to, we got to take you out. Uh, I whisper to Alan, hey, summon your uh, invisible helper and get him to hold this dagger. I pass a dagger. I do conjure my uh, unseen servant mm-hmm. who is this kind of massless, kind of shapeless form that okay. takes the dagger. I just kind of yell out like, We've got an invisible assassin that's going to be watching you at all times. No oh, shit. If you screw us over, you're getting stabbed. You won't even see it coming. So I'm like, Quinny, keep talking it up. And I just grab Alan and I do like a little huddle off to the side. I'm like, Alan, can this thing actually stay and do that? It, it's good for like an hour. Do you, do you, know, do you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll tell this little guy to hang around for a little bit and then just kind of, you know, back away into the woods slowly. What if at the hour mark? 
it like waves it in front of the knife in front of his face and it throws it right between his feet. And then like done. Perfect. All right. So I go, I go back to him and I'm like, here's the deal. The visible ninja, like Quinny said, he's going to be here watching you and he'll kill you. And if you think he won't, you'll see that dagger. It's just floating there. And you know what? If he thinks you're getting uppity, he's going to throw it right at the ground between your feet. And if you so much as think a bad thought after that, it's coming out of the ground and he's going to kill you with it. But if you do this job, we're going to start you a nice fire. We're going to leave you like a lunch. Like we're not unreasonable. We'd like to be friends. Yeah, we got some leftover salted meat. (laughs) Yeah, we saw you shoot your friend in the face. So we got to set some ground rules. I shot him in the back of the head. There's a difference. It came out his face. I was real (laughs) close. All right. Well, fair enough. So are you cool with guard duty? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's definitely better than option B. Yes, it is. Death. Yes, it is, my friend. So I take a pickaxe out of the the cart. <laughs> Part of me want to go and I slam it into his face. No, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I give it to him as a weapon, like something that's his size. And uh, we set up, I set up no, a fire. Well, this is the nicest thing Adam's ever given me. And I give him some food. And then all I'm right. like, all right, so that guy's there. We'll be back. And when we come back, if you're still here in the cart safe, you I'll give you a, a gold piece <laughs> a gold and we'll piece? let you go. Oh my God. Oh, you're God. Moonhammer, <laughs> our God. Uh, Praise yeah. Moonhammer, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, Moon, Moonhammer. Yeah, that's, that's, I like that too. All right, I think we're good to go. Okay, as we walk, make our way to the cave, I like quietly so that the goblin can't hear, be like, goblins cannot be trusted. They're cowardly. They switch sides, like whatever benefits them. With the servant being there for an hour, we're probably guaranteed an hour after that. We should really think about coming back out here. Oh, I'm really counting on an hour 15. Okay. Like, that's all I think we're getting <laughs> out of this. <laughs> but if we kill everyone in the cave, he doesn't have anybody to go ask for help. Right, unless like yeah. our caravan returns or something. Yeah, but then we could be screwed no matter what. So, all right, let's go. <laughs> maybe Aaron, Alan can kill him when we get back because that's how you guys do interrogations admittedly more effectively we get results but we're gonna work on this you work on not murdering them and I'll work on asking better questions because Moonhammer is deeply uncomfortable with the murder of prisoners to be fair the, the prisoner did bleed out yeah. I wasn't there and they didn't tell me that that's... the killing stroke was made before they were made prisoner <laughs> and were they given medical assistance or? I offered paper but they didn't say anything <laughs> okay do you know what Quinny my apologies. Moonhammer teaches us not to judge right at the gate. I may have been wrong about the, how this went down. Apology accepted. Alan, you still make me nervous. <laughs> I just want to point out that we're learning a lot about the limitations of my magic. And acid. And there don't seem to be a lot so far, so maybe we'll be a little bit more careful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Quinny and Alan, you know where traps are. Yeah, let's navigate these traps. Great. So um, as you go along, you see little pieces of, uh, of burnt, uh, acid-burned flesh and clothing that uh, seem to have been uh, dropped. I'm having minor regrets. I bump fists with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Regretful fist bump. Regretful fist bump. <laughs> I, I fart mournfully. <laughs> so you managed to get around the, uh, the pit trap that was set up. Um, you feel like you may have noticed it, but maybe not. So you're, you're pretty happy to, to miss that. Uh, there's a snare that you managed to get around. Um, a little ways further down, uh, you find um, what's left of a goblin. Uh, it seems uh, he finally gave up the ghost. And I look at the other two and go, Moonhammer knew. He was dead, remember? Because I prayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he he was hit she. with a ball of acid. Yep. <laughs> and Moonhammer knew that he died. Well, thank Moonhammer. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, um, And then I, I fart like a three-note progression, like... Burr, burr, burr. God. And I, I just, I kind of turn around where I'm, where I'm sitting in the cart, just to face away from you guys, and kind of slowly weep because well, we're not in the cart. We're walking. We're not in the cart. No, no we left the cart with the, the goblin. Cart with oh the goblin. shit! Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Okay. Well, I move, I move a little ways away from you, so you guys can't see me. I have, I have silent tears because it's, it's a little bit 
overwhelming what's just happened and it's just kind of hitting me mm. that I, I took a life today. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she watched a man die. I cool can't, with it. <laughs> Finds a body fucked up. I, I, I can't see that you are upset or anything like that, but over your shoulder, just yell, you done good, Alan. I, I don't respond. <laughs> I'm still busy farting my three notes and just feeling really proud of Moonhammer for like passing on accurate knowledge. Excellent. So uh, once you've done your respective morning rituals, uh, you um, you take the side the uh, the side route route that uh, the goblin told you about that you wouldn't have noticed if you'd just been on your own, and you're able to um, you can kind of see up to um, sort of a blind a blind spot that uh, the goblins probably used to ambush people trying to enter the cave. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you roll me some stealth checks? Those of you who are sneaking, if you're not sneaking because you're, I don't know, covered in armor and farting, maybe don't roll me one and just hang back. I think I'll hang back and let you guys scout. I'm doing some sneaks. I got uh, 22. You got five. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, um... She looks over at you and yells, I'm sneaking so good! <laughs> you just get overwhelmed by the goblins. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. As you go up, as you, go up you, you accidentally, you accidentally uh, let out a, a sob and, and Quinny notices it despite being super stealthy and says, You done good, Alan! <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, from up the ridge here, what the fuck? And uh, roll for initiative. My initiative is six. I have 10. Uh, I'm sitting pretty good here at, uh, <laughs> at 21. <laughs> Quinny, it will come as no surprise to you. Uh, you're up first. Um, you realized that perhaps you shouldn't have yelled. You just really wanted your new friend to feel okay because you feel pretty okay about that acid burn. Mm-hmm. Just up ahead of you is the goblin blind that they would use to attack. It's just a little small outcropping uh, just slightly raised up from, from the, the cave's entrance. Uh, you can see two goblins who uh, were uh, sitting there by a fire. Both of them are like scrambling for their weapons. What do you do? I think I'm going to stay right where I am and uh, take out my short bow. Cool. Try and uh, hit one guy. All right, let him up. Yeah. 15. Great, that'll hit. And that's four damage. So you shoot one of them squarely. He's kind of like, oh, God, no. It's all happening. My horoscope was right. Okay, uh, next up, we have that goblin. Uh, so he just uh, just took a, an arrow to uh, arrow to the arm. Uh, he drops down, picks up his short bow, and desperately tries to fire back at you. So he manages to hit you. All right. It's a, it's a scattered shot, but uh, he manages to pull it off. And you will take uh, four points of damage. Okay, I'm down to five. Brings us to Alan. Oh, man, I'm really hesitant to acid splash them again. Oh, come on. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of what I've got. I'm so happy. Do it, do it up. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm very regretfully and... Um, You're doing good, Alan! But, you know, trying to summon my resolve, I, uh, I cast acid splash <laughs> towards both of them. Great. Uh, I have to roll uh, oh, okay. to see if they dodge out of the way. Roll your damage, please. Three. So you throw your, your acid bubble uh, at them regretfully, but also knowing that your dear friend Quinny, uh, your new best pal, has just uh, has just taken a, a bolt to the shoulder. When the bubble bursts, it sprays both goblins. The one who just fired, unfortunately, had his mouth open in a scream. Oh, and uh, it sprays into his mouth, and you see him uh, slowly gurgle and fall apart as he's eaten from the inside out. What have I done? We're not going to need him. He's no good for interrogation. The other goblin, however, manages to jump uh, screaming out of the way um, and grabs his short bow, uh, which brings us to his turn. So having just seen a, a wizard, something that scares all goblins, he f- tries to fire a shot off at you. And so he will hit you and you'll take three points of damage. Oh my. Hey, I'm down to five. And screams, kill the witch! Kill the witch! And this is the point we were talking about. 
Butthole! <laughs> get up here! Butthole, it is your your turn. So I sprint towards my two companions, having heard kill the witch and a, a cry for help from my small friend. Uh, I'm going to say because you weren't sneaking with them, you're actually further away. So um, we'll give you a double move to get you up there. So basically you managed to burst out into the thicket. I'll try to get in between them and the yep, enemy. You can do that for sure. Oh, so and ahead of sh- us. shield them with okay. my body. Cool. Yep. So you use your, your turn to just barrel up, you know, throwing caution to the wind. Dropped your shield. Yeah, I, I look at the two of them and I say, give me a second. <laughs> and I, I squat down shielding them with my body and preparing a, a fart. Excellent. Oh, Jesus. Excellent. Uh, brings us to the top of the round. Quinny. I do have um, an ability called Naturally Stealthy. I can hide behind creatures that are larger than yeah, me. Yeah, you can totally hide behind If him. I like disappear from behind my friend and like an arrow kind of comes out from behind him, does okay. that work? Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I can like, I got my shield on one side, but I'll like raise it up to let an arrow fly <laughs> through when it's not expected. So you can go ahead and, and roll to hide. Natural 19, so I'm Great. probably yeah. good. So, here. yeah, you're definitely able to uh, to hide behind his bulk. Fire. Fire at will. All right. So that's a one, but I have lucky. Uh, so when I roll a one on a saving throw attack or ability check, I can re-roll and use the new result. Excellent. Go so ahead. Plus three, you have advantage. Yeah, so three rolls yep. is what we're saying. So it's a 17 and a 14. So we'll take the 17 uh, plus five. So roll your damage. Five plus three, eight. Great. You punch a hole straight through his head. Sweet. The goblin falls down next to his uh, acid-dissolving companion. I look down at the bodies, and I go, nice and quinny. Alan, <laughs> acid, <laughs> what are you doing? Moonhammer does not approve dissolving your enemies into puddles. Quinny appreciates it. I have to ask you this, this question. Um, what's the difference between dissolving them and, and bludgeoning someone to death? Is, it, is there a difference? You can bludgeon... Okay, let's just take the examples we have here. Moonhammer likes clear examples. Shooting someone directly in the head. Okay. They die immediately. Right. There's there's pain, but it's done immediately. Boiling someone down to their essence while they're still alive is something that perhaps a villain would do as a punishment for an underling. Can I just say, in, in the future, m- maybe you can a- a- attack b- before I do? I would love to, but, you know, I was waiting back so someone could sneak to camp. The sneaking failed, <laughs> and I just threw my body between you and danger. I think there's some just appreciation that could be... Uh... Quinny also appreciates that. Yeah, see? See, there's a lot of appreciation. Do you know what? This is probably not the time to have this argument. <laughs> <laughs> we did just kill two people screaming, kill the witch outside of a base full of goblins. Let's move on. Yeah, this might be a good moment to be proactive. <laughs> All right. Stop shaming me. <laughs> Stop acid shaming her. So stepping over the corpses of the two goblins, uh, you step out into the goblin blind, uh, which is a sort of small, hollowed-out part of uh, briar thickets and woods. Um, There's some wooden planks set along to uh, provide room for the goblins to hide, um, which are dead. There's nothing too much around here. You can now see down uh, into the cave mouth. Uh, it's a large cave uh, in a hillside. Uh, it's about five miles from the scene of the ambush. There's a shallow stream which flows out of the cave mouth, which is screened by dense briar thickets. There's a narrow dry path that leads into the cave on the right-hand side of the screen, of the stream. Uh, it looks like there's really the only one... Just the path? We wouldn't the go one, up the stream the or anything? Path in. Uh, you could attempt the stream if you'd like. It is fairly shallow. Okay. Um, so you, you certainly could. It would just be difficult because you'd be lugging all your shit through. Fair enough. You want to just take the path in, guys? I uh, close my eyes and pray oh, to God. Moonhammer. We should take the stream. Explain. I prayed. Moonhammer spoke to me and said... That the easy path is not always the best. Sometimes the greatest fart is one that is contained and struggled for. It gives the greatest joy and requires the greatest strength. 
Alan, I'm stream. looking for a second opinion here. I, I, I'm actually really just curious about what does Moonhammer sound like? Like, is this, are these words that you hear in your mind or is this a feeling that you have and then you just... The goddess Moonhammer just speaks through a knowing. I think on a problem and then I know the answer as it has been divinely decreed. If either of you had had a strong feeling, we may already have been journeying, but you did not. And that is what <laughs> Moonhammer is for. I, I'm inclined to find out how accurate... Uh, Moonhammers. Oh, roll me a religion check. 24. So um, you spend a lot of time reading about deities. Um, you know, it's uh, generally a good thing for wizards to know. Uh, you've never heard of a deity named Moonhammer, and you've heard of some pretty obscure deities. So in terms of how this god could possibly communicate with someone, you're not entirely sure. Right. So what's our other option into this cave? A path. Let's go with a path. I'm voting path. Do what you must, but my God has spoken, and I shall not go against her words. We are splitting the party. <laughs> uh, so this is the stream. Yep. There's like a little pathway up into the cave mouth. Mm -hmm. There's the cave mouth here. You guys are just in this little like thing. So I, <laughs> they literally both go the same way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I'm right. going in the stream. Moonhammer has spoken. I cannot go against her divine will, or we will be punished. We're not going to change this, well, mind, this guy's mind. All right. Do, do you want to walk alongside him as, as long as we can? I'll walk behind him, yeah. All right. Moonhammer decreed, and we shall follow yeah, her that's, wishes. That's good. Uh, I thought, I thought <laughs> um, it was a god like twenty minutes ago. Moonhammer is a god, like and a, we shall like a male god, not a god. No, no. Always oh, a she. Okay. He says god, but she. I don't get it. Um, have you healed? God us? is not are, male. Are we, are we healed? I up? must circle back to this point to assume the gender of a god is male. Oh, ho, ho, ho. the hubris! What about the god of motherhood? A man? Fie upon you! <laughs> What? Why couldn't it be a man? Why must it be a man? You speak as a man to me, Alan. You are a man, and you are a man, and you both speak to me so disappointingly. Now seems um, like a good time um, to address this. You should probably bring this up. I, I'm a woman. I, I know that the name's confusing. <laughs> What? <laughs> this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and RDM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazz. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It begins, as terrible things often do, with a knife. People of Herta, chosen children of the night, a lost soul has come to us. I'm not sure if I can do this. It's always better if you just do it quick. You came to St. Kilda to escape your past, but the past isn't so easy to outrun. You always say you're changing, 
but underneath you're just the same. She was a child, Loki. You liar! Did you really believe this community would accept you? I think you're meant to be here. A little bird told me that you're a liar. All of this, it comes with a cost, Lucky. Did you really believe you could find redemption? The time for excuses is over. The Secret of St. Kilda. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to season one now, and remember, there is no change without sacrifice.